five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Force, the voice coming to you from a den that he thought he might be out of in the near future, but isn't. Joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, Omni. Thank you. I'm still in the place I expected to be, and I hope I will be for the foreseeable future. Well, in, in fairness, you sort of recently oh, i mean in, in the near future recent few past not future recent past you've, you've got that place it's a yeah. beautiful place great view um in fact we should have a an rsp you know discord party at your your oh, new place it could work once like things uh, settle down a bit yeah. yeah when i went into the market it was way more quiet than it is now it's crazy again apparently Oh yeah, I mean we we put in an offer last night on a, on a townhouse. So we knew it was going to be competitive. Uh, we yeah. went in with our best offer straight away, just yeah. uh, just about ten percent over the list price, and that was middle of the pack. Oof. It's Oof. crazy. Yeah, we ended up going below market even, but like when we went in, our realtor said like these are probably uh, the quietest two months that there ever will be in the foreseeable future. I don't know. Got lucky. Yeah, but uh, that being said, uh, we are coming to you live-ish. I guess not because to each other are we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but to, to you, those of you <laughs> listening, not so much. Uh, each and every week, as we are, and uh, fresh off a phenomenal weekend of Overwatch oh, yeah. League action. Um, we're going to get into it uh, a little bit later in the show. But by golly, was that fun to watch? Um, I was watching it on the TV for the most part. You know, I figured mm-hmm. 4K stream. Let's throw it up on the TV. Let's let's watch this beautiful broadcast. Yeah. Um, and I I was watching just because I you know I kind of wanted to, mm-hmm. but I wasn't I wasn't invested. If that makes sense, like it yeah. was a I'll tune in and I'll have it on in the background. But I was Hooked. I was fully in yeah yeah and usually like when you have those especially long days of a watch league it, it, it's tiring i mean it gets you fatigued these games are very intense very long and on this like may melee days i should say it would like i i, I couldn't get enough it was really fun yeah. uh, and I, I you know i get it we're in Vancouver. We're on the west coast of uh, of North America here, right. and uh, those Hawaiian start times were pretty solid for us. Yeah, that's true. I, I get like it. the latest as... latest that got was like around nine nine thirty, I think. Yeah, yeah nine ten ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean oh, that one uh, was it the was it the Friday where they had the technical troubles and mm-hmm. lost the stream? But I mean, again, it. It was some some good fun, and it went a little bit longer because it was such an evenly, well, an evenly balanced tournament. I mean, either, there are a couple of matches that were outliers, but it could have gone either way. And again, we'll, we'll get more into that in the fray. Uh, before we do, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. There are a few things that have happened since our, our last episode. And as is with podcast lore, the two teams will announce all the greatest things that you could possibly imagine on Wednesday. Do you think that'll ever change? Uh, probably not. I don't mind it. It's it's part of a podcast lore at this point. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, and then uh, speaking of uh, lore, while we didn't get any within the game, we got a developer update. It's uh, developer so, lore. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> talk a little bit about what uh, we think that means and, uh, and whatnot in... Uh, what looks to be a solid episode. So, uh, hey, Omni, let's, uh, you and I, start pushing this payload. Let's go. Moving the payload! Join me! The first bit of news we were going to kick off the payload with is Taru is in Vancouver. I mean, we talked about this uh, sort of last week and in the week before, how if there was a time for Taru to make his way from Korea to Vancouver, presuming he, he got his visa, uh, this break would be it. And uh, he arrived uh, just a, well... A couple days ago, uh, it was over the course of the weekend, um, so he is now in his sort of three-day uh, government-mandated quarantine. Uh, at which point, uh, presuming he tests negative, he'll then be uh, into a further 
essentially a week and a half of isolation. So the quarantine is you're set up in a hotel, you're locked in, you can't leave the room. Um, and then isolation is probably very similar. Uh, although now I would imagine he would, instead of being in a hotel, he'd be in whatever the team place would be. And I would imagine because it's isolation, they might get him a room on his own, but, uh, it does mean he should be here uh, and available when the Vancouver Titans play next, uh, which won't be next weekend. It'll be the, I believe the weekend after, cause I think the Titans kick things off with a bye. That said, uh, he arrived on a, a rough day, uh, to be coming into the airport, uh, for those, uh, that saw the, the national news. Oh, it wasn't Canada, the same day, right? Um, there was actually a, a shooting, uh, that took place. And for those who are not familiar with Vancouver or maybe have this conception in Canada, um, that gun violence doesn't occur. Unfortunately, that's not entirely true. Um, right now there are, uh, entities, gangs that are settling scores with each other. And, uh, it sounds like that took yeah. place, um, at Vancouver airport after Taru had landed and probably left. But, uh, uh you know, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. The city that you and I live in was fully locked down. Yeah. I have never heard of that ever happening yeah. in, uh, in the years that I've lived here. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was uh, an active, crazy. uh, chase, right. The pursuit of the, mm -hmm. of the gunman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then like, just sort of kind of like the movies, the, uh, the alleged gunmen were opening fire at the uh, police that were in pursuit. Crazy, crazy times. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, Taru is safe. Yeah. He is here in Vancouver in wherever, you know, I think he, this would be his last day of quarantine or yeah. like the ice where he's locked in the hotel room. Uh, so I believe tomorrow and when this goes live is when he'll get out. Are they living together though? Like the team? We don't, I'm unclear we on don't that. quite know. But I mean, they are know, playing together at least. Yeah. I and mean, the Vancouver Titans have set up a sort of a, a facility yeah. in, uh, and I actually can't remember what the name of the tower is. It actually might be like Aquilini place or something yeah. like that. Regardless. Uh, it's at Rogers arena. Yeah. They're together. <laughs> what? 20 hours out of the 24 you have in a day, like with the screams and training, I assume. Anyways, I'm, I'm on, on a more positive note. Uh, we can't take it for granted, but the, players actually uh, successfully complete the visa process and get to you know meet up with their teams we saw a lot of uh, teams having trouble with that mm -hmm. and hopefully those right clicks are about to hit different for uh, Teru's uh, May or whatever he plays because like I hope that he uh, finds success with them because if, if the Titans want to be competitive uh, he's a major part of it we saw some glimpses from him playing really well I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, him finally on the face cam well, I noticed today the Vancouver Titans actually tweeted out a picture of him in a jersey. Oh, really? Yeah, photoshopped, I'm sure. But, <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. We're that's accustomed to those. Yeah. Um, just to the point, though, of who's living here, we know that the uh, coaches and, and Jim, Justin, they live together. Um, uh, simply because when we, I did the interview with Justin, I think it was, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Pew that had come in. <laughs> Um, but we've seen pictures that they've shared on social media. Um, I can't imagine they have all the players into one space, but they might be rooming. You know, I, again, we, we don't know. We've not had any insight from the organization. They've not shared anything yeah. that suggests uh, one way or the other outside of there was a, I guess, a team building exercise where they all went uh, kayaking in uh, yeah. Dinko. I hope he's he gets the proper support because I, I I can't imagine how much harder it is for someone who's uh, English is mm -hmm. uh, a bit harder for him from you know the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, moving out east though, uh, Toronto Defiant um, have you know they've been doing what they normally do. They've mm -hmm. had a few contests. Um, I don't know if you saw the the sweet deal they had on jerseys. You get like two jerseys for fifty bucks Canadian. Yeah. Two short sleeve jerseys is a sweet sweet deal. Yep. Um, but uh, their parent company, Overactive Media, uh, we talk about uh, Overactive on a regular basis. Uh, they launched a, a, a rebrand, I guess. I mean, it's still Overactive, um, different colors, different logo. But they've also sort of launched, uh, I think it's like a 15,000 square foot uh, headquarters. I want to say 15,000. I could have gotten that wrong, but huge sort of headquarter space. And it looks uh, It looks awesome. Enormous. That's true. I mean, 
it has all the things you want, right? Small events, big events, training, lounge areas. We've come to expect a lot from OAM and they still never disappoint. I completely agree. Every time uh, they're on the news, it's something positive. It looks really, really nice. Yeah, like you, they've they've got partnerships uh, with Red Bull, um, obviously Canon Canada, Evos, yeah. uh, Bell, I think Bell. also. Yeah, I mean, there some sponsorship activations taking place there, uh, but uh, they, they have, have breadsticks though. Breadsticks? I, okay, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and if anyone from from OAM is listening, maybe maybe you need to look at breadsticks. But they do have a Jack Links vending machine. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty cool. I I can't wait for travel to be a thing again. Um, I I would love to to head out to Toronto and check this place out. Uh, maybe record a podcast from there. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, Adam, but, if you're uh, listening, we're 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 game. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it, it. It's it's pretty solid. If you haven't seen it, there's a YouTube video they've got uh, set up. You can actually see it off the, the Defiant Twitter account, but it's on the. Uh, the OAM uh, YouTube page. Uh, they've got uh, training rooms for the, both the Defiant and the Ultra. Um, real modern, open design. Lots tech. of neon. Yeah, lots of neon. I, I liked how the, the during sort of the, the video tour, they showed the Nano Leaf uh, um, LED uh, panels on the wall. Yeah. I think Nano Leaf is actually a Canadian company, if uh, memory serves me correct. They're kind of pricey. I wanted to get some. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I know. I uh, I was thinking of getting some, and then I made the mistake of mentioning it to my wife. <laughs> uh, so I don't have any right now. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but uh, again, check this video out, and I'm sure we're going to uh, see more uh, more from this facility as obviously the the season goes on. And then I think what will be really cool is when they can actually host events there, um, which you know, fingers crossed, might happen sometime during this season. But uh, more than likely obviously next year. And then uh, a couple other uh, sort of notes we wanted to talk to here. First and foremost is that uh, uh, the mayhem, or at least Albert Yeh, thanked the Vancouver Titans for being willing scrim partners while they were on uh, Hawaii time. And I mean, that makes sense. Like if you're the ma'am, you're going to go and try to find a team that happens to be based off the West coast of North America, simply because it's only a three hour dine difference right now. Yeah, but uh, um, I do find it interesting that uh, not only is it that uh, they scrimmed against the uh, the Titans, they also scrimmed against uh, um, was it American Tornado? I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Who is uh, coached by former coach from the Vancouver Titans, Wheats? Right. So there's sort of a you know double kind of Titan connection there. Sure. I mean, Titans are smart to mingle with top-tier teams. Mayhem and Outlaws before it can only help elevate their games up, right? And those scrims mm-hmm. are hard to come by during those tournament times. And and we have, we've had a decent game with the Mayhem. I don't think a lot of teams actually had a better time against the Mayhem like uh, the Titans did, even though they lost that game. So yeah. maybe there's well, some respect there. I don't know. Yeah, that could, that could very well be the case. But it also helps with the Vancouver Titans to be willing partners yeah. to step up. Uh, where they can, because um, as as yeah. we've heard, and as I'm sure many of our listeners have heard, uh, there is a hierarchy when it comes to who might scrim with who. Sure, sure. I, oh, and also I remember after the game, Slime even said that like, oh, the Titans uh, are much better than people think. So there is a, mm-hmm. some some positive vibes there. He still feasted on the Titans. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't uh, expect uh, anything less, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one final note. This one sort of came out uh, through a stream uh, that Linkser uh, had uh, in, I think it was VR chat of all places. <laughs> really? Yeah. He uh, And I didn't put it in the rundown, so I apologize that I'm, I'm spraying this on Omni. Uh, but he suggested that uh, this might be his last season. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, obviously, you know, what his thinking would be. But from the outside looking in. Uh, his career has been, you know, a pretty decent one, all things considered, uh, yeah. the length of uh, sort of esports pros in general. Oh, there's my phone going off. You're probably getting uh, notifications about new, more news. Well, the thing is, it's on Do Not Disturb. There is a select few of people that can actually cause my phone to ring. My mom, she's one of them. So, just so our listeners know, I'm ignoring my mom right <gasps> now for you. Oh, God. Um, but no, he, so sort of back to that point about Linkser, he's had a pretty good career. Um, sure. 
you know, consider he he's on a team like the Vancouver Titans, who is not even a pretender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, long season, maybe things change, but not really a pretender. And he's not getting into game action. Yeah, not a lot. I, I, it, it makes sense. Like, regardless of where he would have played, his um, career was already like, I don't mean in a negative way, on the downturn, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it just makes sense. It's, he's one of still of the old guard uh, people in, in the Overwatch League, and, and there are uh, very few players that have uh, the same kind of uh, tenure that he has in, in the top-tier Overwatch. So I do anticipate him either, you know, transitioning to another game entirely or maybe looking at coaching maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. So... Uh yeah, I'm I'm still looking forward to seeing him pop off. I think he still has that, you know, niche capacity of of destroying other widows on 1v1s. He has like crazy stats in that regard. Uh, hopefully a lot of his experience uh rubs off to the younger generation of Overwatch and I'm wishing him the best. It's sad to see another legend goes, <laughs> but yeah, it it is the natural uh order of things, not just in Overwatch League, but in every esports, I guess. And, you know, we're not trying to write him off yet. Let's make it no. very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he's 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 the one who is sort of talking about this, um, and we're simply you know sharing uh, that information as as we're hearing it for sure. And uh, if there is one thing to consider, the Dallas Fuel this past weekend proved that anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? We'll take ourselves a very short break here, and then uh, find ourselves into the fray. cat out of the bag right like we talked about the dallas fuel showing that uh, mm-hmm. anything is possible uh and we, we also inferred how it was a fabulous weekend of of overwatch league action um right i mean if it, 2cp was essentially a guaranteed tie <laughs> um i mean i i think it was what three of those matches went to six maps yeah a lot a lot went to six maps uh there were numerous uh three twos all around for everybody to have it it was very high level of overwatch i i thoroughly enjoyed everything that was you know uh, not even the games the games were super entertaining we'll talk about that a little bit but the production was as usual this season at least on point uh and and at the grand scheme of things it seems like uh na is no longer considered to be the little brother region right to to the asia pacific one um yeah, a lot of teams can um, go out happy from this uh, tournament. Maybe not the Hunters, uh, but definitely like Mayhem are looking better and better. They're on, on constant improving all the time. Uh, Dragons are still looking uh, mighty powerful. Chengdu, yeah, they, they got out Chengdu, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in their own game. But, but well, let's talk a little bit about Dallas, I guess. Yeah. Well, before we, we talk to sure, about Dallas, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, match by match. Yeah, Shanghai yeah, Dragons yeah. beat the Florida Man 3-2. Um, this was the first match we got to watch. Yeah. And uh, it was it was all sorts of awesome. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like, Mayhem are going to actually take it. It was very close. Mm-hmm. Like, a super enjoyable match, too. And it, it, it essentially went... You know, either way, uh, Shanghai wins a map, they draw, Florida wins, Shanghai wins, Florida wins, and then eventually on, on I think it was Dorado, uh, Shanghai finally uh, locked it down. Um, but uh, simply because the mayhem made mistakes. And, we, you know, we've, we've talked yeah. about this as it pertains to the Titans, the Defiant, other teams. Um, the Dragons, you know, showed themselves to be the superior team here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I won't lie to me. I took the team that won this match as the one who was likely going to go and win the whole darn. Oh, thing. really? Either them or the mayhem. Well, yeah. And I mean, okay. when I was doing my 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 uh, 
predictions. Yeah. This was the, uh, whoever came out of here was going to win against mm. essentially I had the fuel going to the final. Okay. Sim- simply because of the crazy stuff they had done to get to where they were. But I felt whoever won out of the, uh, that matchup yeah. was the, the team to beat. And that wasn't actually the case. Yeah. It wasn't far from it. Um, mayhem. Yeah. A lot of uh, players who people might not have considered to be at the same tier as, I don't know, Sparkle or Fleta, like Yaki popped off really well. You should be respected. Uh, OG was the good type of OG. I don't, I don't, I don't recall him being bad OG, uh, for the season and a half now. So I don't, I don't think we should even uh, bring this up anymore, but they played out of their minds. They started out, uh, like losing on Elias and then they, they always kind of, uh, uh, try to, they always caught up to Shanghai. Every time they were like that boxer who, gets hit in the face, but then he retaliates. And, and at one point, it seemed like maybe they could uh, win. But like you said, it's Shanghai, for me at least, when when I did my predictions, it was between either the Dragons and, and, and Fuel, like it, it turned out to be. I actually was pretty accurate with those. I, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But <laughs> Shanghai, I, I felt like they're going to take it, and, uh, and they came to win it, obviously, after making the trip, right, to... Hawaii, uh, but yeah, that, that was a good start for the May Melee uh, tournament. The the thing that I found in that match specifically uh, was that uh, Lip and Fleta were able to get to, to Slime. Oh, um, Lip. Lip is so good. Um, far, almost Titan level often. Ugh. Like, we think about the Titans and how much Rolf is that first pick sure. it's because the essentially he either gets dived upon or, or DPS makes his yeah. life miserable. And I felt that Shanghai was able to get slime specifically um, in, in that match. But again, it could have gone either way. Yeah. If, if you, if you play this out, like, I don't know, 10 times mayhem could have won like four out of these games. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I could, I'm with you on that. Um, the other match of the uh, uh, tournament to kick things off was the Fuel versus Chengdu. I had Chengdu winning this one. Um, I f- not knocking the Fuel because, as I sort of already said, the Fuel were going to find their way to the final, but I had them going all the way through the, the losers bracket. Sure. This one was Fuel all the way, except for an aberration <laughs> on Blizzard World. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean uh, that Gibraltar happens. maybe, yeah. but but no Blizzard World. It, the fuel were having fits. Yeah, uh, like this game was probably the least uh, competitive, and uh, the reason being, like, what what does Cheng do? What do they do best? Is usually they 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 make a mess out of your plans, right? And normally mm-hmm. they just bring in their game and play whatever, and they won't do what everybody expects them to. But, well, guess what? Dallas aren't really uh, playing the meta as well. They they have their own weird compositions, and they they became quite good at, like, not playing McCree, for example, that every other team is playing, and, and they can roll out every type of tank combination as well. They're super adaptive, and they're just better at that. And I don't think Chengdu mm-hmm. encountered a team that was... Uh, one, as talented as Dallas before, but two, also as adaptable and, and capable of thriving in that chaos that, like, usually they were able to capitalize on. Uh, I, I have, like, a, a feeling, an inkling feeling that this tournament is not going to do well for Chengdu's uh, next stage. I feel like they're going to slow down a little bit. I don't know why. I just have a feeling like that. I don't know why. I mean, it, it's it's possible, but you know the point that you raise about Chengdu and how they they look at the meta, and to them it's like what meta? We're we're yeah. just going to go and and throw chaos at you, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's difficult for teams to to plan around and sure. work with. Dallas, who hasn't been playing meta, you know, the Anyways. entire stage because you know Xe unfortunately uh, uh, left the team due to health reasons, uh, was almost their kryptonite. But sure. In in defense of Chengdu, they're not the only team to struggle with that blue kryptonite that uh, yeah. the Dallas fuel. <laughs> and Dallas, Dallas always came out. It felt like they're going to do this uh, coal and ambulance, but not for yeah. me. <laughs> um, but with the Hunters losing and the Florida Man losing, they set up the first match in the losers bracket. Yeah. And 
My oh my, this wasn't an out Chengdu of the hunters. This was the Florida mayhem with a chip on their shoulder the size of the entire state of Florida. Yeah, it was it was a one hell of a match. I think that one actually was played a- uh, after the Dragons and the Fuel, wasn't it? Was it? I, I don't remember. It was this, very like, I weird. I was expecting to see this game, but they actually had the Dragons play the Fuel before. But anyways, for that oh, match... Okay. Yeah, we can still talk about Florida and, and Chengdu. Chengdu looked a little bit better, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. What was it like? Three one at the end as well. I yeah, it, it was. It was three one. Yeah. And again, they had could, Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard World is where they thrive in, in a way. It's well, a in, in, such weird map. Well, they also t- uh, did well enough on Havana to, yeah. to push the BAM to uh, extras, but the, the uh, Chengdu hunters. See, this is where their their chaos theory had more um, more sway. Sure. Yes, they lost three one, but they were in more every single map. Right, right. We didn't see that against the Dallas Fuel no. because again, chaos versus chaos, and yeah, Florida they kind of brute forced their way through through this match. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, Mayhem go through. They've got a chip on their shoulder. And uh, they obviously then have to face against the the winner, or sorry, not the winner, the loser of the Dallas Wheel Shanghai Dragons match. I still don't believe it, <laughs> simply because we got to see old man legs. Oh yeah, I'm 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 hyped every time I see the legs locked. Oh, and we're not talking about like oh I, it's 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 overtime. We got to get to the point fast and. Someone on on damages is choosing soldier. No, the the Dallas Fuel decided they needed a uh, hit scan. Sure, and obviously not having a <laughs> DPS uh, a lineup player, that yeah. accommodates that. They're like, well, hey, let's let's go with old man legs, yeah, and he, he also has like his uh, helix rocket, which is kind of a projectile. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I don't oh, know. He's, so, so this is the new meta. They like the Dallas Fuel has shown other teams that you can have hit scan and projectile in yeah. one. I think Mayhem oh, also and tried support it out. when he drops his beer can. True, true. Like <laughs> and when you're in the league, right, and you're you're surrounded by uh, the top tier level players, and then you you get to try out Soldier. I don't know. Maybe we'll see more. It's kind of like when we had those um, that time when we had the the big uh, hero pool. Bonanza last year, and suddenly people were playing Ash, and and everybody was shocked. Like it, it actually works. She's she's pretty mm-hmm. good. Maybe Soldier is like that because he people weren't really able to contain the Soldier. The legs are are strong, squatting every day. The uh, the thing about this match though is that Dallas sort of set the tone on Ilios. We then saw you know Temple of Nose two CP, which was the yeah. uh, the map almost all the ones that went to six tied. Um, Blizzard World was a back and forth matchup. Uh, Gibraltar went the other way again. And then when the when the Dragons won on Oasis, decidedly. Mm -hmm. At that point, I'm like, I think Dallas's run has probably yeah come to a close. I felt that too. But then, and Dorado (laughs) fully held. Yes, like it it was unbelievable. How How did this even happen? I mean, Sparkle Sparkle was clicking heads. Yeah. Uh, fearless was fearless. Oh, yeah. Um, the it, big carry. Like, it, it, you could tell that the dragons were just certain, like the, I wouldn't say they were boomed, but they were they were starting to struggle. Like, that's where cracks in this, this Shanghai dragon's armor started to, to show. And it, it sort of leads into what we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. But. Dallas are just the main character of an anime, and that's the arc where you know redemption happens, and and they're unstoppable through the power of friendship. They just beat everybody. <laughs> that's kind of how it felt to me. It was nuts. Uh, but that uh, set up the uh, final match of the losers bracket to uh, Shanghai and Florida, and um, the dragons. The dragons were hungry. Yep. And the mayhem. Well. They did everything that they must have wanted to do against the Chengdu Hunters because they did absolutely nothing no. against Shanghai. Shanghai had the, had those uh, shock losers bracket uh, type of energy. They were upset and they didn't want to stay 
any time like lo- longer than than necessary down in well, the losers no, bracket and they just no kidding they gave they gave the dominance. florida mayhem a courtesy point on king's row and that's it yeah yeah it was very very sad to see florida kind of burn out that way but i still consider their um you know matches a success at the end of the day i think and they also you know played the dragons before and lost to them. maybe that was a factor that could have been i mean but it was just yeah. definitively different like if we consider that first match between these two teams it, you're right four times out of ten florida wins that the way this match was no um maybe one. negative one times out of negative 10. one okay right like it, it, it i i can't I can't begin to understand what went so wrong for Florida. Guess tank was empty, I guess. Yeah, possible. Before we go into that grand finals, I actually predicted every match correctly to this point. Just mm-hmm. you know, just thought I'd mention it. Thought I'd mention I, it. You know, this is the first time you've shared that with me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, is it like the third time now? <laughs> Probably fourth. But uh, taking us to the final. So I had the final as these two teams. Um, the problem is, is my bracket got busted when Chengdu <clears throat> went and lost because then I had the wrong teams, um, sort of throughout. So the only points I got were Shanghai beating, uh, beating the ma'am oh. in that first match. Uh, but, uh, I did not, did not even consider the possibility that the Dallas fuel had it in them to beat the Shanghai dragons, not only in a final, but to beat the Shanghai Dragons twice. <clears throat> yeah. I thought that the Sha- uh, the the Dragons would figure them out by then. I had them I had the prediction set at, at 4-2, but to the Dragons. After losing uh in the winners round to Dallas, I thought they they'd have them figured out and and maybe Dallas uh, is going to like finally crumble, but they didn't. Uh, and then actually uh beat them even in a you know stronger fashion, if you can uh, say that, I think yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, well, and the thing about the way that this this match went is that the Dallas Fuel, whether rightfully or not, were the definitive favorite, especially after we see them set the tone on Li Jiang. Sure. Um, yeah, they, they didn't look so good on, on Anubis, but, but then, then Kings Row they found a way to slug that one out. They found a way to slug out Gibraltar. Uh, lost Ilios. Okay, well, that sucks. But then on Blizzard World, where they actually had had troubles the match previous. That was a and, close match, though. And and again, looked like the Shanghai Dragons were going to clutch that, that one out to take us to the sort of deciding uh, map uh, seven. Yeah. The the fuel just shut things down. Like um, That last push. Man, this map, something weird with this map. I think... Uh, developers have to look at it every time things that normally do not occur on, on other maps, like the impossible, improbable, however you want to call it, it happens. Something about that uh, uh, spawn point before it hits the number two uh, mm-hmm. point, it, it just like looks it's over. There's no way, no way somebody comes out like the, the team that gets smashed in the face somehow survives and gets to have another contest and then they'll have like two more it's it was nuts i was just like almost screaming at the tv when this was going down well and this this is when you know fearless defined himself oh uh, i mean he, he's he was already a a top tier main tank yeah i'd say the crown is currently on yeah. his head when you want to be considered like truly one of the best you got to have those you know, performances that everybody's going to talk about for, mm-hmm. for a long, long time. And he had, had just, just an outstanding, um, you know, sequence of, of matches. Obviously we can talk a lot about Hanbin and Sparkle and, and, and Doha as well played well on, on the summer, but man, fearless definitely was the big standout for me. Uh, in in this tournament. Yeah. And that, you know, has me wondering because again Dallas wins they they uh, got themselves uh, laid after their uh, their win and if you don't know what I mean by that it's when you get the flowers in a uh, in a necklace that's a lay you dirty people um, I can see them 
doing this again for, for June. I think if there is one thing that can trip them up and actually I should maybe walk myself slightly roll lock. Maybe, maybe, but, but Dallas is probably not going to be put in a position where that lock will hurt them too significantly because of some news we're going to get to a little bit later, but also if they were to run sort of off meta picks, the likelihood of those heroes being shut down is much slimmer. They win a lot of improbable fights. They, they have like pure Chad energy exuding from them. As long as they have like the, still this faith of, of knowing that doesn't matter what, what happens, they still are in, in it to win it Mm -hmm. in every fight. Yeah. It's hard to stop such momentum from a team um you know that, that now truly believes that they are uh, up there with the best if you know and, and better than the, the rest I, I meant to say not with them but like a tier above and i think better that, than all the rest yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good song yeah. um but not only do they get the win they get the money they get three bonus points oh yeah and those three bonus Cha-ching. points like we, they will come into play like if we see teams um constantly getting into these tournaments you're going to find that uh, they'll they'll set themselves well apart with these bonus points and provide them some significant room as it gets into a uh, uh, sort of playoffs time at right the, uh, at the end of the season i'm happy for dallas i've always had like a soft spot for dallas they were my team in season one obviously it's it's far from being the same team but you know yeah i um I genuinely hope that Dallas's performance shakes things up enough that uh, teams take notice and start to play more to their strengths sure. than simply playing to the meta. Yeah, I'm always for it. And that's the thing is I love the variety that we saw here, right? Like the fact that yeah. these these teams sort of, you know, made some adjustments in match. Most came mm-hmm. out with the, the rush comp or double bubble. Uh, and then Dallas was like, we're just going to bring out old man legs. Yeah, and we will play. Uh, we'll put sparkle on the Genji a little bit. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. No, and I, you know that to me, that's what that's what I love most about this game is the variety you can get. Like I'm, I I loved goats. Don't get me wrong, but I love yeah. the aggressive style that we saw from a team like the Titans. Yeah, it's that cockiness, right? Goats. It's like very charismatic how how they as a team assert themselves. Mm-hmm. In in an era where we don't have sort of this this assertion meta, I would much rather see some, some variety, get the, the 12 man or 12 hero swing for sure. But, uh, most importantly of Dallas winning is, uh, what it means for the, uh, ready, set, pwn, uh, pickums leaderboard. Oh yeah. So, uh, after the may melee and all the points added up, uh, Alteron, our friends from earth, this cast, he is, uh, currently ranked number one at 98 points for sheep. Uh, he's 95 points, ranked two, and Kevin Liu is 94 points, close behind, ranked in third. You on me, having you missed a week, have 91 yeah, well, points I was and are currently ranked five. Starting in the bottom row here. Holy smokes. And then I'm, me. I'm catching point, up fast. Was at the top. Um, <laughs> this weekend ruined me. I, I only got like two points. So I went from like 86 to 88. I'm ranked eight. Uh, but uh, the only person um, who is, you know, a little bit low uh, is uh, is uh, Baker. He, he joined real late. So right. in fairness, yeah. uh, he, he did as much as he could. But uh, it's a, a whole new uh, game for the June Joe. So make sure if you haven't done it already, uh, lock those picks in. Not this weekend because there's no action, but the weekend after. And uh, join the Ready, Set, Pwn uh, leaderboard. Yeah. And join as many leaderboards as you want. And we want to showcase the best of the best. So whether you're a Titans fan, Defiant fan, or you're just a fan of the league. Yeah, I, I, I want to beat you. Like, obviously, first place will be nice, but I'll be happy even if I beat you at the end of it, <laughs> at the end of it all. I, I think we need. I, we really need to convince Adam to join our, our leaderboard. I think he's, just because he's in he's it, right? the script. Yeah. Is he in it? I mean, if he's in it, then he's insider he's in it trading. An entirely yeah, yeah, different yeah. name. But uh, no, I mean, it would be pretty cool uh, uh, to get more people involved because, again, this is this is this is neat. This is where it's it's nice, easy competitiveness. Um, obviously, you can compete for prizing with the Overwatch League, uh, but uh, we're, all we have available to give away is props. Unless you know we have a, a generous benefactor that wants to step up with something. <laughs> Maybe that's why Jeff left Blizzard. They caught him like uh, mingling and dabbling in the oh. 
Pickums. <laughs> oh, so he got the Pete Rose treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know who Pete Rose is, you can you can Wikipedia that. Pickham Gate. Oh gosh, yeah. Um one of the other things that has happened uh, over the course of sort of this break for some teams, uh, is we've seen some changes. So the Guangzhou Charge have uh, cut both Arachne and uh, and Damon, their head coach and assistant coach, which I'm a little bit surprised, but not. Like their their record and performance hasn't been anything you know, to what probably their expectations were, hmm. but uh, I feel that this is an early adjustment, maybe too early. Uh, if you want to adjust, adjust. That's like at least my opinion sure. on the matter. Something's not working. We might not be privy to him losing the players or something like that. It's a fairly common issue we hear a lot from like bowl sports. Maybe that's mm-hmm. an issue. I don't know. I'm. I, I I I love seeing uh, teams uh, shuffle things around. If it's for the better, for the worse, who knows? Like you get to look uh, super genius if it works. If it's not, you can just shuffle it again. I don't know. I'm well, like a, I mean, we we saw the change happen in Hangzhou as well when um, with the was it Pajon, um that we saw depart, but um, I, I just. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. I am. Um, I'm just somewhat confused because you're right. Yeah. Make, if you're going to make the change, make the change. But I just don't see how the head coach and assistant coach in this particular situation are, yeah. are potentially the issue. But we also don't know what's. What are you gonna going to replace it? Yeah, kinda... Why well, that part? I don't know. Right. Um, other moves. Uh, so Paris uh, and Neptuno mutually agreed to uh, split. Um, Neptuno has sort of suggested his Overwatch League career is done. And I'm, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. So Neptuno had sort of talked about himself and sort of some of the, the, the personal reasons that went into this, but I, I, I don't think he was at all the issue in, in Paris. Um, so again, there could be more very, to this. Yeah, very abrupt. But uh, they did uh, announce uh, shortly after that they added uh, Dredero, uh to to replace Neptuno and Here's a guy that's been popping off in contenders. So mm-hmm. yeah. Neptuno disappears and it provides an opportunity for someone else who's up and coming and potentially could be a difference maker. And then uh, probably the biggest news and, and Halo had already shared this because uh, uh, for those uh, who have yet to, you know, followed him on, on social media, Halo of thoughts, uh, he apparently talks to the right people because he knows every move in the Overwatch League mm-hmm. before the Overwatch League does, um, especially if it has to do with the Boston Uprising. So the Overwatch League can, like, <clears throat> Overwatch League can't actually leak Boston secrets because Halo's already done it. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> but uh, Pine is back in the Overwatch League. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Like, uh, it it's like a very flashy move, and uh, you know they they want. They want to have uh, a hit scan, and now they got like a very high profile name. Well, is there a higher profile OG out there? I don't think so. I mean, Dallas is right now is playing with house money, right? They they already won, and they're already in a good spot. So he's already in a good a good addition marketing wise. I mean, even the Overwatch League came out mm-hmm. with an official return video like they never did that for any player maybe for Jack, Jake they shared that too yeah uh but hey if his aim hasn't deteriorated badly in the meantime i'm sure he can still good do good in the league and he had those crazy pop off moments that i'm sure uh as a spark off the bench or something like that if they're still planning to keep on playing Doha and Sparkle and i i don't see mm-hmm. a reason why not to if they need like a widow specialist or, or a McCree, God forbid, if Dallas succumbs to that meta, uh, then they have the right guy. Yeah. The uh, thing that I'm surprised about is Pine returning. Um, yeah. When he left the league, it, you know, he had expressed how his, his mental health uh, had taken a, a significant hit and he was focusing on himself and it, sure. it, Sort of felt to me, and, and considering some of the, the subsequent uh, conversations that took place, that he had he had moved on. Uh, so to see him come back is 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 definitely 
good. I mean, presuming he's, he's in a good place. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you had sort of alluded to, might this be also somewhat of a marketing play for the fuel? Not that they needed any more pop, but Hey, we got some. Yeah. Well, brakes work, right? They're a proof, uh, proven tool for, uh, making mental stress, alleviating mental stress and pressure. Maybe that's what he needed. And he, you know, looked at the league and he, he misses it. And I'm sure he wasn't coerced into <laughs> coming back into the league. So I wish him well. I'm looking forward to seeing him play again. Um, and then also not in the rundown, so I'm throwing it at Omni, but uh, somewhat related uh, is that uh, Avast and uh, uh, Jane aren't uh, involved with uh, Dallas-ish. Like they had sort of moved into more of like a content creation role with Envy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but neither one of them is uh, is with them any longer. Jane having uh, apparently returned here to Canada and then Avast just sharing that uh, you know, he enjoyed the rides. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, not really Overwatch League specific, but obviously Overwatch League uh, connections with both of those two. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that happened, and this happened actually before the weekend. So last episode, we had talked about the complexity as to the potential for these Chinese teams to boycott Sabioli. And uh, we saw the Overwatch League um, get some coverage in the Washington post about this. Uh, and they had shared a, a statement, uh, that had suggested that, uh, you know, water under the bridge. Yeah. And lots of got, words that don't really say much. Yeah. And then we got copy pasta from all the Chinese teams with their logo at the bottom, <laughs> uh, that said, uh, uh, water under the bridge. Yeah. Whether or not there's actually water in that river to go under said bridge. Mm-hmm. It was a situation that was a situation that isn't a situation no more. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, we talked about it. Uh, like I've stated everything I feel about it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a business, it's corporations. And, uh, I don't want to, you know, say things that would get this, uh, podcast outside of, uh, of its age rating. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty uh, business. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one final thing uh, before we look to, to wrap uh, the show up. Uh, Aaron Keller, he had his first uh, developer update. Uh, he was released uh, today, essentially. It was a today or it was yesterday. Anyhow, it just came out. Uh, it was like two minutes long. Like I, yeah, I, I was, was a little hyped. And, sus- yeah. Yeah, I saw it like, oh my, the teams are tweeting it. I'm like, big news. And it's two and a half minutes. And like, what? Like, Jeff would go for like <laughs> 20 minutes in some of his. Yeah. But um, it was, it, I guess it was just a matter of let's get our, 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 our self in front of the camera and say we got stuff coming. Like, it was almost like a teaser. Yeah, an announcement it's for like, an announcement. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, we're going we're gonna to show you the PvP side because we've got sort of philosophy and theory and we've got the Overwatch League involved. Oh, it's going to be cool. And you're going to see this person, that person, that person. And, and what we're going to show you is still under development. So keep that in mind. And it's like, okay, cool. And then, oh, and join us on Reddit for an AMA. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Uh, I'm rooting for the guy. Really, I am. And, and, and the team. And it's uh, – I was looking forward because – to, to this developer update because I remember them like teasing, oh, we got like big things cooking and I was already prepared to in, in, be engulfed in hype again. But then, you know, all right, well, I guess we'll wait a little bit more. Uh, I am definitely more of a PvP guy anyways. And, and as we are in an Overwatch League podcast, we care about that part of the game and I can't wait to see and hear more news about that part of Overwatch 2. Uh, yeah. The philosophy part, like you said, is intriguing. Uh, new maps they're going to show as well. And this guy, uh, this was already like mentioned a lot of times. He, he designed King's Row and <laughs> he knows he knows a thing or two about proper competitive design in my book. So <laughs> looking forward to that uh, dev update. I'm, I think, I'm hopeful at least, that because we had this like sort of pre-announcement or a teaser to, some, to an announcement, we're going to get a, a, a substantial... Uh, uh, update here. Hopefully, I mean, just to qualify, like I'm not, I'm not wishing anyone, you know, not to do. It. I want this game to succeed, just like you do. Oh, yeah. I think for me, the disappointment was that I got hyped because my expectations were that we were getting some some juice. Yeah. 
and they didn't even show us the juice box. True. They told us the juice box is going to arrive in a couple of weeks time. Or just teasing us. Yeah, I know. Speaking of uh, teasing, and this is just, you know, me spitballing here. Um, you know how uh, the Overwatch League has been doing this sort of lo-fi uh, music with some, you know, in-game sort of uh, ambient scenes? Mm-hmm. So during the May Melee, because you had the two NA teams in Hawaii, they had get added a Hawaiian theme to oh, it. Oh, that so was nice, yeah. Did you notice that they actually showed a Hawaiian ambient scene? Yeah, 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 of course. Right? Now, there are no Hawaiian maps in the game. Uh, but isn't that the place that they always show uh, when you have the summer uh, summer event ah. going in the main main uh, screen, main menu? Well, see, this is the thing is that, that what we get from there, I think, is, was Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're on to something. I noticed on, there was, um, it might have been on more than one. But there was a, a scene where, where Torb is sitting there in his beach attire on the beach. And one of the boats had the Lucio Ball Summer Games logo on it, on the sail. Yeah. I genuinely wonder if when the uh, Lucio Ball Summer Games uh, event launches, might we see a Lucio Ball map uh, with a Hawaiian theme? Okay. You th- I mean, I, I, you think that wasn't the one that's usually in, in uh, Brazil? No, well, no, 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 oh, no. It's different. I haven't looked like too much in depth into it. You might be right. I mean, if it, if it's Brazil, they did a really good job at at making it look like uh, like Hawaii. Like there's, it's a different tropical feel. So sure. I, again, I, I could be I could be going up the wrong tree here, but I'm it has me wondering because we think back to one of Aaron's comments when the announcement that Jeff was leaving. Uh, happened he said that there were going to be more updates for the live game mm-hmm. live game is what's in production right now that's what we we play well one of the ways to say here is something for the live game is a lucio ball map new map i mean it's not a map that necessarily all of us will get a lot of use of but it's something yeah. to tide you by until overwatch 2 comes out in uh, 2077 uh i i hope there's something more <laughs> than a lucio ball map Please, I agree, but please. but I mean, we were we were told by Jeff a while ago not to expect a whole lot. Now things may have changed, yeah. but yeah, who knows? But um, I, I play chess as well recently, and that game barely gets updates in like hundreds of years. So I'm good with Overwatch. <laughs> um, I actually have a question for you. Did you check to see if you got the uh, the Anna skin for watching the May Melee? Huh. That's that's a good question. I haven't checked. I can check it right now. I didn't. Right. And and I find this interesting because I've I, I've registered. I logged in. Yeah, I'm still YouTube getting all, all the Overwatch League skins. Uh, it should be in the Hero Gallery already prepared, right? It should be. Oh, right. Let yeah, me and check and I, really quick. Well, while you're checking, no, I I then I don't have it. Oh, I do okay. have it. Overwatch League Gray. Okay. Awesome. See, and I don't, so I was thinking like, why don't I have it? I watched almost every one of the matches the entire time. I, I'm logged in in YouTube. See, I use the YouTube app on my TV and I'm logged in as me on it. But I wonder if because I watched it on my TV to cash in on this 4K broadcast, this stellar experience, I lost out on oh. tokens and the skin. Ah, you got to smarten up. Do what I do. I always have a tab open in like 144p muted. My PC uh, monitors <laughs> turned off and I still enjoy the glorious 4K uh, on my TV. Uh, that's that's a wrinkly brain move there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to do that for June Joast. For sure. <laughs> But uh, anyhow, here we are at the end of a, a pretty solid episode. There isn't any Overwatch League action uh, for us to uh, to talk about this weekend. So enjoy the weekend off. We're going to be back, obviously, next week to preview the week that will be. And the Toronto Fiant are a team who will be kicking off the June Joust uh, sort of play-ins. They have actually the, the first uh, uh, match of the uh, the weekend in, again, uh, two weeks' time. Um, they are taking on the Paris Eternal. Mm. Um, but, uh, as we, uh, do, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners there on the, the left lane is for passing. Do not hog the left lane. Hmm. Fair play. 
Uh, the words of wisdom that I, I have for everyone is that uh, save money. Start early. Compound interest is a real thing. Anyhow, that's all I have. It's very true. It's never as sage as the advice that, that you give. Yeah, it's a good advice. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you want to tune into each and every week's episode and you happen to find us this one time, we would love it if you click subscribe. We're in every podcatcher out there, uh, all the way from Apple Podcasts to Pocket Casts to uh, iHeartRadio. And uh, in fact, you could actually listen to us uh, via Amazon through your Alexa devices if you wanted. We're, we're uh, usually just as good as this episode, I promise. That's true. That's true. Uh, we can find us online. We're on social media, obviously, at Ready, Set, Home with pretty much every uh, social media option, save for TikTok. We haven't started our TikTok channel up yet. <laughs> I'm going to open one and do dances on it. That's right. You'll see Omni doing Overwatch League dances on our. Oh, RSP the characters <laughs> dances. Yeah, there. there I'm going to go. do the Torb one with the full summer attire. Yeah. Okay. I want, I, I'll, I'll love to see it. I'll just do <laughs> Reaper. Um, you can find us uh, obviously at ReadySetPwn.com, and then if you haven't done so already, join our Discord. To take part in the conversation. Lots of good chatter there from our community. And again, it doesn't matter if you're a Vancouver Titans fan, a Toronto Defiant fan or a fan of the Overwatch League in general, uh, discord.io slash readysitpwn. Um, join in on the conversation. The best community by far when it comes to the Overwatch League. We might be a little bit biased, but we're pretty, we've got a pretty solid crew there. Um, again, yeah. always welcome. But uh, on behalf of Omni and Omni Strafe, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, I'm going to sign off this episode with those words of catchphrase. Thank you.